0: Good morning, hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Friday morning. Hope everybody has slept well and has had a good and restful night's sleep. I know a lot of people have a struggle and a hard time sleeping at night, but uh, hope and pray that uh, last night was Maybe better than usual, hopefully. So, but it is Friday, and uh, for some people, it's payday, and uh, it is uh, a day that uh, if you are getting paid, if you're like me, you just hand it to somebody else that you owe. <laughs> so, but uh, at least the weekend is upon us, and hopefully, y'all can have a blessed weekend and get you some much-needed rest. So, let's see who we got watching this morning. Uh, we got Tracy Little, Karen Smith, Michelle Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, Terry Hutchison, Brandy Boyd-Young, Jennifer Honeycutt, Angel Dixon. Appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in this morning. All right, my friends, at this time, we will do our Pledge of Allegiance to the American flag, then to the Christian flag, and to the Bible. So at this time, if you are in a position where you can stand and place your hand over your heart, let us do our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior of whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. Praise the Lord. We get to say those wonderful pledges each morning. And uh, good morning to Carolyn Kelly and Mike Hensley. Appreciate you guys and, and gals for tuning in. You know, um, this morning uh, on the news, I'm sure you're all saying, oh, my gosh, here he goes again. <laughs> but in Loudoun, Loudoun County in Virginia, uh, they are now wanting, if you, if a child doesn't wear a mask, they want to charge them with trespassing and uh, that there could be jail time and uh, fines imposed if they don't wear the stupid little mask. You know, and I say stupid little masks because they've shown how little ineffective they really are and the fact that people don't wear them correctly, and it's just, you know, you all know. It goes without saying. But one thing that's very interesting, when you look at Virginia, and I was watching yesterday, uh, they was, uh, I forgot, they had some kind of press conference or something going on in regards to uh, mandates and such. But you ever notice on their seal uh, behind them, not a not a seal that you see in the ocean, but the actual <laughs> seal. It says Sic Semper Tyrannus. And, uh, you know, when you look at that, it's very interesting uh that what that says is uh, that bad justifiable outcomes may uh, come upon tyrants or in other words uh, what it's saying is in, in quite literal translation, get your foot off my neck. And uh, in what is in regards to is Quite literally the abuse of powers a rallying call. I guess the abuse of power it goes back to Roman times And so here they have this behind them. All right, this is this very true statement and They are the very ones who are perpetuating the abuse of power and enforcing uh, an act to in my humble opinion is quite unconstitutional and uh, in imposing on our rights and freedoms As Americans, and it is I'm really getting tired of uh, jobs being uh, the cost of jobs being uh, imposed upon people. If they don't get the shot, Uh, kids who are being forced to wear these masks, kids who are making drawings without uh, faces because of uh, the they're growing up in a world where they're forced to wear a mask. And um, uh, guys, I'm telling you, man, we are uh, you know on the precipice of. uh, of of bad things, you know, socialism, as I was talking about yesterday. But something else that really bothered me, too, and it's not so much political as it is may fall under the lines of religion, theology, if you will, uh, I have made it very clear. Um, good morning, Carolyn. I've made it very clear I'm not a fan of Greg Locke. If you are, then, you know, so be it. I think of you nonetheless. I just don't like him. I think he is a little... Uh, I see. How the best way to put it? Uh, <laughs> he's a sensationalist. He'll do anything in the world to get his face out there. Uh, uh, it's less about promoting God as it is promoting himself. As is my humble opinion, you can disagree with that. I just I have no use for him. I have I have listened to snippets because I can't stand listening more than that. And uh, some of the 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 things that he does. Uh, is just outlandish in order to draw attention. Case in point, uh, he was recently seeing burning books, uh, Harry Potter books, and Twilight books. Uh, although I don't agree. Uh, with uh, the the writings in those books uh, that, uh, you know, J.K. Rowling, the way she came up with Harry Potter, she said a, a little boy, an apparition, came to her and gave her the story. Uh, I think it is a gateway into a lot of demonic things for these kids to get into the occult. That, again, my personal opinion, uh, I feel like, you know, it, to me it's a distinct difference between that and Lord of the Rings and and uh, line which the wardrobe, C.S. Lewis, J.R. Tokine, they were uh, good gods The Christian men who were incorporating uh, Christian uh, 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 undertones in what they were writing, Uh, I do believe that uh, with Harry Potter, it's a it's you know kids want to get more interested into witchcraft. I do agree with that. Twilight, I'm not a big fan of either. However, burning books to me is a tyrannical act. Burning books, you look no further than you think of Nazi Germany. You know, there was a, um, a German philosopher, I can't remember his, la- his name now, it's escaped me, but 20 years before the Holocaust, he said, uh, when you burn books, the next step is burning people. What's next? Are we going to go back to the, uh, uh, the uh, burning witches again? I mean, you know, you have to look at this. You know, when I, one thing I talk about, even though I don't agree with things that, are in, that goes on in this country, we are not in a theocracy. We are free to believe however we want to. We're free to read and do what we want to, within limits, obviously, of the law. But, um, and yes, we need to, as Christians, we need to uphold morality. We need to uphold Christian ethics. We need to make sure we're upholding the values that God has put in place in his holy word. But when you make acts like that, what that is doing is people look at that and, we, and that's why they have such a poor view of Christianity, because we look like a bunch of, of nuts. We look like a bunch of fanatical lunatics. To me, burning those books is no difference than those of Westboro who protest funerals of soldiers or uh, saying words like uh, fags will go to hell those kind of things it is not going to draw people to the Lord there's better ways to handle it and address issues that may be within those books in a godly way for bringing understanding than to make outlandish acts like this that this nut is doing And, and like I said I don't have much use for him to begin with but acts like that hurt us as Christians it doesn't draw people to the Lord it repulses and pushes them away if I was not a Christian I saw stuff like it I'll say, yeah, look at this nut. I don't want nothing to do with that. I mean, it's exactly the mentality that people in the world see, and that's how they're going to react. It's not It's not a pursuant for the good. It's not pursuant of, uh, of what God would have us to do in demonstrating a godly attitude and attributes. You know, even God's Word talks about not to uh, make fun or be mean to those who do not believe as we do. And uh, so you know these kind of areas, it may although be it may be gray, uh, is to me, we need to be very careful and tread lightly because we want to make sure as Christians, we're drawing people to the Lord. But that's just my two cents worth in regards to little Greg Locke and, uh, and the overreach of government uh, this morning. <laughs> So, well, that said, let's read our verse of discussion or verses of discussion this morning. Matthew ten thirty two through 33. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. And uh, praise God for this good word and uh, that God has given us. This morning to read and to reflect on. You know, it is uh, one thing that Jesus did. You know, he told the twelve to expect persecution. You know, he told the twelve that when they try to preach the message of the world, when they uh, that they may and deal with death, and they may be able to deal with uh attacks you know that's going to happen Uh, you know your your suffering and even possible death will not be in vain in regards to uh uh, our walk with christ that we are indeed his representatives if you will and you know i I think that a lot of people because the attacks on social media you know when you think about attacks on social media you know when we were kids, you know I'm looking at it, to all those watching here, most you' all probably agree and when we were kids, if we were uh, uh you know bullied or whatever well you know it, it it happened at school you know it uh you know we you know at least for me, I've been in my fair share of fist fights and uh you know I, and uh uh bullying is no fun, nobody wants to put up with it. But what's bad is today, see, social media obviously didn't exist then. What is bad today is the fact that not only are these kids could be bullied physically at school, but it doesn't stop when they get home and they are antagonized and they are pushed and they are just you know it's really sad you know how people could be as cold and cruel saying you need to kill yourself and those kind of things and it uh, it is heartbreaking to see you know when particularly if a kid doesn't have a good stable home life to begin with and they have to read comments like that from peers who are just trying to be mean and nasty and uh, but with that said the point I'm making with that is the fact that uh, as Christians uh, I think kind of goes along the same lines we may not be uh, persecuted physically face to face but online people don't care to to go off and call you all sorts of names and be nasty and then there's a pile-up and i know from experience uh, that will be a pile-up of individuals who just i mean it's kind of like um, you know mike's got chickens i had chickens growing up and if there's a chicken with a bad place on it they'll gang up on that chicken and peck that chicken to death and you know that's kind of like those in the world they see uh, christian particularly if they're not um real knowledgeable in their defense and they will attack and go off on that Christian. And then their whole point is for you to lose your temper, to make you break down, make you remove your comment. That's what they want. So they want you, want you off of there because they don't want to hear it or want to see it. And and so it makes it tough sometimes to stand up for what is right. You know, I've seen a lot of people with good intentions, write things on social media and, uh, but they're, Defense is flawed, and they're using secular, uh, circular reasoning. They're using straw man argument and, uh, and, and, and maybe even red herring. But, you know, that's a bad thing about that. That's why we need to make sure we study to show ourselves approved so that we can give our defense. And I've seen a lot of people who keep going back and keep going. I've been guilty of that, too. We keep going back. But the main thing is you need to make your point and leave it alone. Turn off the notifications. Don't go back and look at it. Who cares what they what the others think? If you've made your point, go on. And uh, and I think as a result of that, a lot of people are scared to speak up. They're scared to say anything. We live in the world of cancel culture. Uh, you know, like I said we hold this whole thing with Spotify. You know, and Neil Young, which I you know I've told you before, I don't care nothing for. And I loved, I love, uh Leonard Skinner. Said uh, <laughs> said uh, Neil Young. I said Southern men not need him around anyhow. But anyway, uh, I also like the meme I was out there and said uh, Yoko Ono is going to threaten to put her music on Spotify. <laughs> So that's really scary. But, uh, you know, we live in this world of cancel culture. So, see, the problem is everybody wants to be liked. Nobody wants to be disparaged. Nobody wants to uh, feel like nobody likes them. And so Christians in particular are even worse about that because they say they don't want to, nobody to think they're judgmental. No, they don't want everybody to think that they're uh, hate filled or they're a bigot or anything like that. You know, we're going to have to get past that. All right, we have to judge. All right, you've heard me expound on this before. We have to judge. We have to judge by the same way we ourselves will be judged uh, in a spiritual way. We have to discern between right and wrong. That is judgment. If there was no judgment, our 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 prisons would be empty. But then again, with the way the liberals are running our government, they're probably going to be empty anyway. But the point is, um, we have to make those right and honest judgments based on the Word of God, and your uh, faulty platform of well my daddy said not to judge and my granddad said not to judge so I'm not going to judge well they don't that doesn't hold water that's just ridiculous and ignorant thinking and uh and I, you know again I don't trying not trying to be nasty if you have said that and you're watching this I am not trying to I don't think well he's a jerk well that's true but you know it's just you know I'm trying to get the point across I'm not trying to hurt anybody specifically but we just the point is we have to make those right kind of judgments, and Christians are too worried about what other people think, and they're too worried that somebody you know if they stand up for what is right you know that's the whole that's why that's how those in the world want to shut us down. Well, you're not supposed to judge or you're hate filled. No, 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 I love everybody. You know, and, and so you just see that all of a sudden they get defensive. I love you. I love you. You know, guys, come on. We can't love and tolerate sin. We can't love and tolerate those things that are contrary to the Word of God. And so when you flip-flop back and forth, well, this is wrong, but I love you. I mean, you know, guys, come on. You know, uh, I'm not saying that we are to hate anybody by no stretch of the imagination. We are to show love, kindness. We are to show demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. We are to do those things, all right? I I know, you know, we are to hate the sin and love the person. That's true. But again, you when you're wishy-washy, that doesn't hold water. And I think as a result, there is a lack of people out there, as, as we're seeing here, that we are to acknowledge Jesus to everyone we come across and, uh, and what he has done in our lives. And if you don't acknowledge, as we're seeing here in this verse, so everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before the Father, but who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So do you deny Christ in your actions, your thoughts, how you relate to other people, in your stand against certain controversial issues that are currently going on in our society? You know, how are, are you standing up for Christ or are you denying him? And that's a question only you can answer. And I hope and pray that you are standing up for those things that are right, holy, holy, Honorable. What does God's word says? We as Christians are to be the salt of the earth. Without salt it loses its flavor. You if you are like me, I have to have salt and pepper on just about everything. And, uh, Brandy gets, you know, she's like, did you taste that first? You know, i I'm just used to throwing it on there and I've messed up a lot of times. She's already got a seasoned, and I throw more salt on. It. It's like, Oh man, I messed that up. Uh, but, uh, but if something doesn't have salt on it, it's, it's awful. You know, I've been in the hospital for, and, uh, they put you on some kind of restrictive diet, uh, in the hospital. Man, that food is nasty and bland and just gross. You don't even want to eat it, you know? You're trying to bribe people to bring you a pizza, you know? It's awful. Well, that's what happens when Christianity is not being the salt of the earth and and, 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 and reminding people the statutes and the things of Christ, reminding people the things of Jesus. Uh, you know, it's like um, on uh, uh, one of my social media platforms yesterday, uh, they had on there said that those born after Seventy or 1970 or something like that, that there's a possibility of being able to live forever. And, of course, I know there is kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, I and mean, I did take it for face value or serious or literally. Uh, but um, uh, but the possibility of being able to live forever and the fact that you would be able to upload your consciousness into some sort of um, uh, virtual world, which can be placed inside of a uh, uh, robotic body or something like that you know and of course you know like i said that's sci- science fiction baloney i mean we all know that isn't true and the reason why i say that i want to make it a point to say that is that if you look at uh, scientology uh, they actually believe now <laughs> i know this is insane to believe that we are descendants from robots so <laughs> that's why i'll make very clear that is baloney all right but anyway um you know i put on there i said if you want to live forever Place your hope and trusted heart in Jesus Christ, understanding that He was persecuted, that He was whipped, that He died, and would rise again, so that you could live forever. Now, I kind of expected a lot of uh, uh, feedback on that, and I still might. I haven't seen anything thus far, but uh, but I want people to understand: if you want to live forever. You can, you can do it the right way and giving your life over to Jesus Christ, or you can do it the wrong way and deny him, spend eternity in hell. One way or the other, you're going to live forever. It's just, uh, just you have to decide which which place you want to be at forever for all of eternity. That's the only decision you can make. But see, you know, even little things like that, I'm not throwing roses on my shoulder. I'm not trying to act like I'm super Christian. Guys, you know, it is um, it's tough as a pastor and as a Christian because I mess up daily. And I think, uh, just like the Apostle Paul, sometimes that uh, uh, he sends that thorn in the flesh. He sends, you know, when, uh, things to keep me humble, so that I don't become puffed up. And this may be some things I may be hitting on Sunday on Sunday morning's message uh, to keep me humble. So trust me, I'm not trying to, to build myself up by no stretch of the imagination. I'm trying to be narcissistic. But the point is, is that um, we need to make every little effort we can. To share Jesus, no matter if it's something as small or something as something as that, or something on uh, a large scale, uh, you know, preaching or something, you know, whatever it may be. But we need to make sure we're sharing Jesus Christ, because I don't know about you, I don't want Christ, God to deny me, you know, I, I want to make sure that I am uh, proud and I'm bold and I'm sharing Jesus Christ and I'm I'm unafraid to share the gospel with an unbelieving world and that's what we have to do here you know uh I think it'd be good to read this little snippet here This is now he makes a point with clarity. Jesus will acknowledge to God everyone who acknowledges Christ to other people in this life. The disciples will acknowledge Jesus in the sense that they will affirm him as the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God. They will point to faith in Jesus as the only way any person can come to the Father. Jesus will acknowledge them to the Father by declaring them as his own and in that way Guaranteeing their place in eternity with God, the picture of righteousness witness at a trial, vouching for the accused to the judge, the judge will take the word of his son over the accusations of his enemies. In this way, by acknowledging by by Jesus, will be the difference between life and death, and uh, so that's what we have to look at. You know, uh, that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Your goodness isn't going to get you there. Your, uh, you know, you're you're trying to please the world's not going to get you there. Your non-judgmental attitude is not going to get you there. It is professing your sins, confessing your sins, giving that over Jesus Christ, sent to Him as your Lord and Savior. Is that going to get you into heaven? And as by rightly so, when you give your life and you dedicate that, when you're sold out to Jesus, we become slaves to Him. We want to make sure that we are acknowledging Jesus Christ. We want to share that with every single person that we come across. And, um, you know, we're, we are acknowledging Him that He is the Messiah, that He is the only way into heaven. And I think a lot of people are just. Um, you know, I hear the "well, I'm shy" kind of thing. Well, that's again a self-centeredness. That is your own doing because you're too worried about what other people think. You know, you're unaf- you're afraid to acknowledge Christ before others. You won't have to get out of that, and you want have to pray for that boldness, and you won't have to pray that Lord help me to stand up for what is right and help me to boldly proclaim the name of Jesus before each and every person that I ever come across. And it's not easy to do. There's times even I feel intimidated, you know, like, uh, you know, I'm in a hurry. I don't feel like, you know, saying anything about church today. I just want to do what I need to do and get home. You know, it's easy to feel like it. But we've got to make sure we're getting out there because, man, time's running out, guys. It's like the sands and the hourglass are about out. And we need to make sure we're making every effort we can to share Jesus with every single person we come across. And, uh, guys, we got a mission, and we got to make sure we get that accomplished. Let's go ahead and pray. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank your blessings, your goodness, your kindness, your forgiveness of sins. Help us every day, Lord Jesus, to proclaim the gospel. Help us, Lord Jesus, to acknowledge you. Help us to be a witness for you in thought, word, deed, and action. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be bold as lions. Help us, Lord, to serve you well. Lord, if there's any watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to pray for all those who are watching and listening today. Lord, be with them. Guide and protect them. Be with my wife and kids. And as they're going to work and school, keep them safe and well. And all of our kids that are going to work and school, keep them safe. Lord, there's uh, so many people each and every day requesting prayers, needing prayers for various situations. Lord, I pray that you will be done in each and every one of those. And Lord, be with our brother in Christ, Tony Peters. Lord, I pray that you be with Ginger Hood. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Ron Thompson and Larry and Dinah Knight and so many others, Lord Jesus. And uh, Lord, just be with us this day. Let the day be a good day, a blessed day. And Lord Jesus, just let us get through trusting and depending on you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning. It's always an honor and a pleasure to get to do these little devotions. Sorry, I kind of ran over time. <laughs> flapping my gums a little longer than I usually do, but I uh, hope everybody has a great day today. And don't forget now, Sunday morning, 1045 a.m. at 118 Julie Lane. Don't forget to join us for church live and in person in front of a studio audience. <laughs> so hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.